0: Okay, so uh, with the recent spread of coups in the Sahel, there have been many arguments from Western media about the resurgence of military rule in West Africa. Do you think we're heading towards another period of authoritarian rule in the region?
1: I I, I think it's it's too soon, and I definitely do not want to make any predictions, um, especially when it comes to the political landscape in, in the Sahel, in West Africa. One of the reasons why it's so hard to make predictions is that uh, there is a lot of uh, volatility uh, especially when it comes to the security situation. And the security situation is one of the main drivers of the current crisis and the reconfiguration that we see. So it's it's a hard to to tell. I know that the ECOWAS and the AU are trying to make sure that we do not see a new resurgence of uh, military coups, and it's it's a, it's a worrisome trend that you have so many coups and coup attempts within a very short time frame. Um, so there's Chad, and then there was Mali a few times, and then. Um, Burkina Faso and the coup attempt in uh, in Guinea Bissau as well. Of course, there are a lot of differences about what causes these schools across the states, but there's also a common trend that to be to see um, uh, in most in most cases you have very young officers who are in their late thirties, early forties, who are part of special forces who are very well trained compared to their other peers and who for some reason believe that since the security situation has improved it is up to them to remove the governments and then you know, um, rebuild the institutions or, or take care of the, the popular demands of the people. It is as if they see the failure of the government as an indicator that they should um, step in and, and be in charge. But again, all this is unfolding amidst a very volatile situation of insecurity.
0: It's hard to predict what's going to be next. Mm. Okay, uh, you mentioned uh, about you mentioned Ecowas and the African Union. So Ecowas has, of course, um, routinely condemned military seizure of power every time. Uh, it it has even gone as far as sanction Mali. I, uh, how do you think ECOWAS as a regional organization plays into the prevention of coup or the the transition of from military rule back to democracy democratic rule?
1: We have to also understand that ECOWAS has limited tools as a regional organization. It has limited tools, and uh, the tools that it's disposal tends to be that of sanctions and uh, pressure. And ECOWAS doesn't have a standing army. And it does get involved in peacekeeping operations, of course, but it doesn't have much of, of the power to coerce um, these uh, states or these uh, military regimes. So what it tries to do is make sure that when there is a coup, that uh, there is a quick return to a constitutional order, that the period of transition is short enough that there are elections and return to constitutional democracy. In that sense, ECOWAS' role is usually after the fact, after the coup has occurred. It doesn't have much tools to prevent coups from happening. Mm -hmm. The other problem that ECOWAS has is that of legitimacy. It's viewed as if, you know, it turns a blind eye when there are constitutional changes, like, you know, uh, limitation of uh, presidential terms, that some presidents who are very active in ECOWAS do change the constitution so they will stay in power. And ECOWAS hasn't been very uh, outspoken in terms of these constitutional coups as, as they're told. And then once there is a military coup, then they um, do put some pressure on states more than others. Um, one example being Chad, for instance, there was not much pressure on after the death of Idris Debi and his son came to power which is, you know, for all uh, intent and purposes also a military coup. So there is a, this uh, imbalance there in terms of how much ECOWAS speaks depending on whether it's a military coup or constitutional coup or depending on which country um, these coup occurred. So that criticism of the ECOWAS is, is a valid. At the same time, you know, uh, ECOWAS is also one of the most, I don't know, uh, effective regional organizations in, in, in Africa, at least in many ways even much more effective than the EU.
0: Mm. Um, now, to transition to the insecurity issue, so of course um, one of the common common denominators across the d'état has been the fact that this the jihadist insurgency, especially in Mali. So, um, what do you think makes the Sahel so, spe- like the Sahelian state so unique that they've been unable to confront this insurgency for such a long time now? Well,
1: one of the reasons is that these the, the states already have very weak capacities to begin with some of these states are uh, very sparsely populated. So you do have a larger territory with um, some territories that are not very well populated and where you do not have an effective presence of the state. That does um, leave a vacuum that is easily filled by armed groups, whether a lot sort of grievances um, in, in these areas where you do have some of the population who for a very long time have felt that they were not part of the concern of the state that you know the state didn't really meet their demands which helps with the recruitment from, uh, from these uh, organizations. Then you have this spillover effect that you know a lot of these jihadist groups operate in
0: Uh, of course it's the question of the French you know this with um, operation Bahand and then you know of course France afrique but um with the Malian regime undergo using anti-french sentiments to stay out the population do you think there is a legitimate do you think a legitimate uh, political movement to move away from France or is this just window dressing is it just a tool for the regime to so legitimate itself in the in the eyes of the people?
1: Well, we have to remember that, you know, the French intervened in Mali at the request of the Malian government. Yes. So with the Operation Serval in 2012 first. And if the Malian states could actually kick out the French if they wanted to, there's, there is, uh, yes, there's a lot of pressure and there's an imbalance in the power relations between Mali and France. But if the Mali wanted the the French to leave, I mean, if the Malian government wanted to the French to leave, they could come out and say forcefully, and the French have no other option than leave. Now there could be some repercussions, there could be some consequences there, but the Malians do have the power to tell the French to leave, and that the French will have no other option than to leave. That's one thing. The second thing is there is a lot of resentment across not just Mali but a lot of there are segments of population in West Africa who blame the French for a lot of things and in many ways that is true of course there is a lot of legacy of colonialism going on there. Uh, There is uh, some French corporations that are predatory. So you cannot deny that. But at the same time, there is some populism going on there that, you know, uses this lazy explanation of blaming the French for every ill and every problem in these countries. And I think that, you know, that's just a, a shortcut that doesn't benefit anyone. At the end of the day, it's too easy to just blame friends for everything that's not working.
0: Um, uh, it's so it's undeniable that the coups do enjoy a certain level of popularity. You know, after there's a coup, people go to the streets to welcome the officers into the into the presidential palace. Uh what's very interesting is that, you know, the same well not the same people but the same public that protested for democracy in the nineties are now welcoming Military officers back into the presidential palaces. Uh, what do you have to say to that? Uh, that democracy in in these regions has been so inefficient that people are willing to resort to military rule. I'm,
1: I'm actually not convinced that the coups are popular mm-hmm. in, in these countries. I think there was a bar, there was an Afrobarometer survey that shows that Africans who were surveyed. Uh, have said that they prefer democratic systems to military regimes. Now, you we see a lot of people, you know, protesting and supporting the military regimes when there is a coup and everything. And just basing our judgment on those images, I, I don't think it, it is enough because what we see is typically those who support the coups they do so after there is a that's one thing. So it's not like they're going out of the streets and telling the soldiers we want you to go do a coup. It's like the soldiers come out to do a coup and then you have people in the streets supporting uh, the coup. That's one thing. Second thing, it seems that, that it is mostly an urban phenomenon. So it's people in the cities that we see in these images who are in support of these coups. I would be interested to see what's happening in the countryside, in the rural areas. Do the people in the villages, are they in support of these military regimes or not? Are we interested in in seeing um, the numbers there? And finally, one of the reasons why people have become a bit upset about the democratic regimes themselves is that they haven't seen any change, any positive change that came out of these elected leaders, Um, the the political class is not renewing itself, it's just recycling itself over and over and uh, the elections uh, give only very limited options of political change uh, in these countries therefore there is some disaffection when it comes to uh, electoral democracy but if electoral democracy was to deliver Social democracy to these people with social services that um, they could benefit from these governments. Then I don't see no. I don't see any reason why people would want military regions.
0: Okay. Um, so of course the response of the French to all, all this has been to um, announce the end of at least the gradual end of Operation Barkhane to so announce the gradual withdrawal from the region. Um, with all this rising of the french sentiments, both in the populace and in the government. Do you think there's a, we're entering a new phase of French West African relations, or is this still going to be the you know same old relationship between France and its former colonies?
1: Well, every French president that comes. in Africa because then they will withdraw the forces from Mali and then relocate them in Abidjan. And we don't, I, don't, I don't think Burkina Faso wants to kick out the French troops. So if the French are not operating in Mali they probably will still be operating in Burkina Faso against the jihadists as well. So I'm not sure this will be an indication of a new era
0: Uh, that's all no kind of